Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Rite coming to you with another video this time and podcast. As always, I'm hoping you're inspired, encouraged, motivated, and challenged. Today, we're going to have another topic of conversation uh, that I feel like is hopefully relevant and that it really does encourage someone today. Because it, God's telling me to say it. <laughs> um, and we don't talk about it. All right, let's go. So typically, I like to just read scriptures because this is more on the ministry track today. Read scripture, conversate, have a conversation, and then pray. Because I always pray before I press the buttons, um, you know, when I start talking or encouraging people. And then, like I said, we're out. May throw in a little testimony service today. We shall see. But again, thank you for tuning in. I don't take it for granted. Um, if this is... If this podcast or video encourages you, please like, subscribe, and share, um, and or leave a comment. Really do appreciate it. So today we're going to talk about a topic that I know is real, right? Trust God to do the hard thing. Trust God to do the hard thing. Um, this, I thought about, I was like, is this for everybody? Nope, it's not. Because there's are people that God will call to do different things, unpopular things. Um, you're not going to do what everybody else is doing. And when God calls you to do something different, you have to know what comes with the territory. Okay? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So I want to talk about, we're going to talk about the scripture. Go, excuse me. We're going to start with the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we're going to begin at verse 3. Um, and I'm also going to go to one of Mary Joshua, uh, chapter 1, verse 7 through 9. And I believe, like I said, two different men, two different times. I'm not going to really focus on Joshua, but the fact that God called two different men Two different times, two different types of assignments, but the same God, right? The same nature. God does not change. God does not change. And so that's what I want to hopefully pull out of this. Um, and that, and to encourage someone's heart to trust God when he's called you to do something different um, or what some people may consider hard. But trust him to finish it and to complete it. Okay, let's go. So let's look at Paul. We're going to start with 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And being ready to punish all disobedience when our disobedience or your obedience, excuse me, is fulfilled. Okay. And then Joshua chapter 1 verse 7 says, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the left, excuse me, to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. 
then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Let's talk about it. Let's go. So, we have two different men. I keep going back to that. Two different men. Two different types of assignments. Right? But the same God. Okay? Um, two different dispensations. Because the Old Testament, the, the Spirit is outside. So, Joshua and him had to follow the instructions of God outside, the Ark of the Covenant. But then we come into the New Testament. Jesus dies. The veil is ripped. And the Spirit of God lives within us now. We have the Holy Spirit. There is a difference. So, but it's the same God. Okay? So, I'm going to go to Paul. We're going to focus on Paul today. And look at his response to some of the stuff that was going on with him and his team during this time in this particular um, part of the, or in Corinth, excuse me. So why did Paul give this response, right? There's always a context to the scripture. And he starts off this letter. So this is a letter written to the church in Corinth. And they were having some challenges and there were people there, not everybody, but can I call them a special interest group? There was a special interest group in <laughs> Corinth um, that always sought out to challenge Paul and his team. Always. And by them trying to challenge it, it caused confusion. So Paul writes this letter. So one of his people, one of his boys, Titus, to be specific, informs Paul and says, look, this is what's happening in Corinth. Confusion is happening. People are talking. Um, you know, because Paul's waiting. Okay, he wrote the first letter. He's like, okay, what, what's happening? Titus informs this is what's happening. It's, there's some confusion here. A little blockage is going on. And this is where Paul has to address it. Okay? So, Paul decides to go ahead. He didn't list people's names. But he decides to list each topic that was, I would say, each accusation that was brought against him. Each projection that was brought against him. Um, and I feel like this was an amazing and awesome response given the context of what was happening. So, we have, again, the Church of Corinth, there's a lot of stuff going on, division, People are challenging. There's arguments, right? And there are those, that special interest group, again, like I said, coming against Paul and his team. So here, let's read some, let's read part, other parts of our, uh, chapter 10 so you have a better understanding. So to start, Paul says, Now I, Paul, myself, am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who is in my presence and lowly among you, but being, excuse me, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So stop. Paul starts off this letter saying, okay, I'm gentle. 
and I'm being meek in this letter. He's trying to set the tone, right? There's a reason for that, okay? There are those in this particular body uh, or congregation or this particular church that is telling the other group of people that Paul is very mean in his letters, but in present, like when he's face-to-face -face with people, he's lowly, he's weak, he, I guess he comes off as insecure to them. Um, that, you know, like that unsure, like he's intimidated by people. Uh, and so he's responding. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 Paul. Oh, Apostle, hold on. Let's go in it. <laughs> Let's go in it. So not only are they talking about, you know, Paul starts off almost like sarcastic, uh, but very direct. I don't, I mean, if you read a lot of his letters, Paul doesn't mix words. He's very direct. And reading the uh, letters, some would say he was being a bully. Okay. So let's continue past uh, chapters, uh, verse six, verse seven says, do you look at things according to the outward appearance? So if anyone is convinced him, convinced in himself that he is Christ, let him again consider this in himself, that just as he is Christ, even so we are Christ's. We belong to Christ too. So let me just run the list. It'll make it a lot easier. In this particular chapter, Paul dealt with accusations of him not being a Christian, not being of Christ. He dealt with accusations. Um, they talked about his appearance. They talked about the way Paul talked, um, saying he mumbled. They talked about, again, how he appeared to be in person. They were saying he's weak. Uh, he's um, timid. He is intimidated. Uh, they also talked about comparing themselves, like they compared Paul against themselves. They also talked about, I'm running a list really quick because just to get for the sake of time, Paul was also accused of being arrogant. So they also said, well, he's not the same person. So on letter, you know, probably like social media, you know, you can say some people are very bold in social media and they're bold, you know, typing comments and all that stuff. But in person, they may appear to be somebody different. And so this is what they're accusing Paul of and the apostle Paul and his team. Okay. So not only are they accusing him of being arrogant, they compared themselves and um, Paul was, he's writing this letter to correct them. He was also uh, accused of interfering or crossing boundaries and stepping into other people's ministries. Really? This was happening back then too, Jesus. <laughs> There's nothing new under the sun. So listen, may I? Go here. Trust God to do the hard thing. And stick to what God has told you to do. Now, there's, uh, there's, I'm going to read scripture. I'm going to have to read some of this because it's very important that I do. Um, so let's go here really quick. I appreciate you all tuning in with me today. Uh, and like I said, I hope what is said is encouraging. Okay, so let's go with the obvious. So the, the trouble with you is that you look at me and I seem weak and powerless. This is Paul speaking in the living 
um, translation. But you don't look beneath the surface. Yet if anyone claimed the power and authority of Christ, I certainly can. So it's not just them. Paul's like, I can too. We can too. And he says, I may seem to be boasting more than I should about my authority over you, authority to help you, not to hurt you. But I shall make good every claim. I say this so that you will not think I'm just a blood, uh, like I'm just talking um, when I say something in the letters. Like I am who I am in person and I am who I am away when I'm writing these letters. The same person. That's what he's trying to make clear. Okay. And then I guess you have some who talks against his letters. So here it is. Don't bother about his letters. Some say he sounds big, but it's all noise. When he gets here, you'll see that there is nothing great about him. And you've never heard a worse preacher. This time, my personal presence is going to be just as rough as on you as my letters are. So Paul's like, just as bold. I mean, this is a different um, interpretation. But he's like, I'm just going to be just as bold. And from the other context, he's like, I make no apologies for it. Because it's not here to hurt you, but to build you up. Wow. Um, and he says, oh, don't worry. I would, wouldn't dare say that I am wonderful as these other men who tell you how good they are. Their trouble is that they are only comparing themselves with each other and measuring themselves against their own little ideas. Paul says they don't have an understanding. So there's all these things going on then, right? In the church of Corinth. So here, let me explain. Sim similar to today. So you have the body of Christ, Right? Or you have the congregate of uh, this group of people, because they didn't really have a church or buildings really to meet in. But then you have these different congregations within the body. So similar today, we have different denominations and different church buildings. Same, same stuff. They were accusing Paul of stealing people or stealing stuff coming from the ministry or trying to say he's better. And Paul's like, wait a minute. Because <laughs> it was causing confusion, it was causing division in their church. Or in that body. Paul's like, wait, wait. Your focus is off. Because that's what the focus should be when we're talking about the body of Christ. Was what? Jesus. Right? Jesus died on the cross. We're talking about the, the glory of God, the power of God, the kingdom of God. That is the focal point. But he took time out to show and, and, and write this letter to show the human sides and what really can go down in church. There's nothing new under the sun. So you have imperfect people serving a perfect God with all these different issues. But Paul is like, look, we are not going to handle this the normal, typical, you know, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, let's fight, let's shoot them up. He's like, no, we're not doing that. This is how we're going to do this. But he addresses each point and the misunderstanding towards him and the the assumption of who he is or who they think that he is or they're telling other people he is and Paul's like it's not about him but he's like the ministry that God has given him he's assigned to this this certain group of people and he's responsible he felt responsible for them um, and not for them to get tangled up and confused in all of that um and then it, just like today, sometimes we can, I see this comparison game going up, going on. Nothing's changed, but Paul makes it clear. He's like, we don't compare ourselves. With, we're not the standard. Okay, we are 
human beings. We may admire some things that other people may do. We may look at like, wow, I really appreciate that. Like, I, I look at other people like, wow, that's really cool that they can do that, right? But I don't consider someone else the standard. Paul's like, that's not how this works. Jesus Christ, God gave us our standards when it comes to this thing called Christian living. And even when it comes to ministering, God gives us those standards. He gives us the instructions. Um, he gives us the assignments. So, and because he's given us different assignments, just like with Paul and his team, um, they make claims on his looks. They make claims on how he spoke. So that it's just like that petty stuff. I guess it's petty that, you know, so we have to handle this. You have to deal with it. It's going to come up, right? Especially when you're doing things for God. You expect these things. There's nothing new under the sun is what I'm trying to point out for some people. Because, yeah, God's going to call you to do some hard things. People are going to misunderstand you. They're going to talk about you. Okay? In the church, outside, they're going to talk about you. Right? Um, and it's not everybody. Paul said, I come to address some. Make that clear. Everybody's not doing it. Just, uh, can I say it this way? It's just a special interest group. <laughs> that always came from Paul and his team. Um, and if I feel like this should be relatable to a lot of pastors and leaders um, people who are in public, the public eye, period, that people don't know all the details of you. They don't know all the details of your life, but I guarantee you they will come for you. Guaranteed. Why? Because they can see you. You're sticking out. You're standing out. Um, and that part, I think, is relatable. It may not be ministry, but as a Christian, Paul's like, look, we don't, I'm not going toe-to-toe -to -toe with these people. I mean, they talked about him stealing from them. They talked about, what are the other parts? Comparing themselves um, and saying Paul's trying to take credit from them and steal their shine. And Paul says it straight. He's like, I know my boundaries. We all have limits, right? When it comes to the assignments, we're not all, we can't all do the same thing. And not one person can do everything. So Paul, I appreciate that. He sets it straight and says, look, you have your assignment. We have our assignment, you know, good for you. I'm a clap for you. But what I'm assigned to is who I've been talking to. And Paul makes that clear. Uh, and they're, you know, for the, the group of the congregation he's responding to, that special interest group was impeding on that. Okay. So I'm hoping this encourages someone. So as, as he's listing out these different things of what they were saying, and he took the time out to address it according, I feel like as humbly as he could, um, and as direct as he could, I feel like Paul gave some, um, some wonderful answers that is doable. Okay. This is not just him talking and talking out of, like outside of his neck. No, he's like, this is what this is. Paul's like, I've been here. I've been doing this. This is nothing new, but this is what we do. Let me teach you. So he's teaching them, even though he's responding, and yet and still he's guiding and teaching them on how to do something. Um, and or getting the attention of those who his heart is for. Like, he's like, this is who my voice is for. It's not everybody I'm talking to, but I need to get check them so it don't infect the other people. Okay. Um, and not only was it just for the church in Corinth, the other parts is because guess what? 
The gospel's not meant to just stay right here in the city. It's meant to go out to other regions, to other places. The hope for Paul and his team was, we're making new disciples. So, yeah, it's not just for Corinth. Paul's like, look, it doesn't end here. It doesn't stop here. It goes beyond this place. <laughs> um, and similar to Joshua, God will tell, he gives us instructions and with the experience of God, the knowledge of God. You know, when you are faced with different challenges and people do come up against you or they may say some stuff against you, they may say some stuff about you. It comes with the territory. It does. It really does. And the proper ways to respond is you don't anoint your knuckles with the oil of Jesus, uh, anointing oil. And when I say anoint knuckles, people are like, let's, you know, let's put them up. No, nope, don't do that. God's like, that's not what we're doing. Don't pull up with Jesus in the car. You know, that's not what we do. I know you may feel like that, okay, especially in this climate, but hear me out. We wrestle not against flesh and blood because if you know who God is, you know that you know that you know who God is and you know that you know what God has called you to. It doesn't matter how you look to other people. It doesn't matter what other people may say. It, it can be challenging because you can sense the um, almost probably frustration in Paul's response. Uh, but at the same time, I could still sense him still trying to balance and still be, like he said, um, trying to tone it down. But he didn't apologize for who he was in God. That's what we're not going to do. We're not going to apologize for who we are in God and how God tells us to do things. It will make you look some type of way. It will. It will. The other part I love about Paul addressing this particular special interest group. Um, like I said, it's only for some. He said, instead of, you know, me trying to impede on someone else's success or their, you know, God is giving other people success. They're, they're making their ministry goals, I guess, and, and doing these great things for God. He says, my hope is that you continue to grow, right? So it's not just the numbers, but you really want people to grow in Christ. You really want people to grow in God. Because Paul's experience with God, just like many of us, right? When you have that relationship, you know that you know that you know. When God has commissioned you and he's assigned you, it doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter. Follow the instructions. I will point back to Joshua. Be strong and very courageous, right? Be strong and very courageous and don't off of the instructions. Don't go to the right or to the left. And it doesn't and, and don't worry about how it makes you appear to be. Okay? The point of this scripture is, I feel like people are always going to say something. They always going to have something to say. Keep going. Right? Even when God calls you to certain places for a time, he's assigned it, you pour, you give, pour, P-O-U-R, You'll give, you do whatever God has assigned you to do. Even if it makes you look weak. <laughs> even if it makes you look intimidated. Even if it makes you look some type of way. Do what God has told you to do. Right? And I and I look at the scripture too. There's times that we have to address it. Especially if it's, um, I guess, affecting the end goal, which is it doesn't end here. We're, 
building disciples. We're hopefully encouraging other people through Jesus Christ, the power of Christ, so they can go forth and tell other people what they learn and what they know and what they've experienced through the knowledge of God. So here's Paul. Okay, let's go back. He says, we're not going to go toe-to-toe. He addressed it. He didn't mention names. He didn't have to do that. He says, look, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. We know where our help comes from. We know where our source of power comes from, right? So then when these things are presented to us, because they will be presented to you through the power of God and the knowledge of knowing who God is and having that relationship and the experiences with God, what can what can come against that? Because here it is, you know that you know that you know. You're not second guessing it, you just know. You're not really even explaining it. You just know, right? You know, and you continue to go forth in that, right? Through the power of God. So Paul's like, through the pulling down of strongholds, that stronghold is like that inner core. You have the outer court and then you have that inner court where the enemy sets up camp. That's what we're going for is that inner court because that's where the real power is of the enemy. No, we're going to pull that down. You know, and he says, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That's what we're after. Mindsets, hearts, of the spiritual realm. You know, going back and forth with people, that's not what we're after. It's the hearts and the minds. And and what the enemy will try to do is distract people. Right? Get them all distracted. Get them all twisted up. Cause the division. And now it's at a standstill. Right? Things are at a standstill. It's not moving forward. And Paul saw the bigger picture. He's like, wait, no, we can't have this. We're going to address this and continue to push forward. It's got to keep moving. Um, the other part I love about Paul addressing the special interest group is not only was he challenged to do the hard thing in this, right? Because wait, he's, he's listening. He took in what they were saying because sometimes it's not always easy okay it's not easy but he took in what he didn't take in but he heard what they had said and he's like let me give a proper response not respond out of flesh but by inspiration of God's word trust God to do the hard thing right trust God to do the hard thing that's growth that's God spending time with God that's multiple times I feel like and the love of God. He loved God so much. And Paul was so real about himself. And I believe God honored that. He honored Paul's integrity. He honored Paul's heart. Paul claimed never to be a perfect man. Always claiming and boasting about what God does. And what God can do through the power of Christ. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. He preached all the time. In the most unpopular places. We're not all called to do it. But for those who are called to do it. Trust God to do it. Trust God to do what he's assigned for your life. It's different. It's going to be unique. It's going to unravel and make some other people uncomfortable. But do not back down and don't apologize. And whatever the personality is. That's what I I like to go by too. God goes by our personalities. We're not all going to respond the same. But far as concerning people, but our response should be the same to God. Okay? Our response should be the same to God. 
Uh, and he concludes this chapter with when someone boasts about himself how well oh oh the other part let me go back to the spiritual warfare so sorry so not only do we wrestle we don't wrestle against flesh and blood we take our thoughts captive under under christ that's another part of the warfare so not only do we have the knowledge of god but because we are human okay the reality of it is we can give a response we can react it's part of it but he says taking it captive right this this takes us doing the hard thing taking those things captive and making and putting it under the submission of christ why do we do that because it saves us a lot of of i feel like in the end you know we don't have to rework things we don't have to redo things is do what God told you the first time and you won't have to rework that. And it won't cause, and you won't fall into the enemy's um, trap. Look, trust God <laughs> to do the hard thing, right? We trust God to do the hard thing. So not only are we, we know who God is, we know who Christ is, and we're humbling ourselves, right? We humble ourselves to the obedience of Christ, under the, to be obedient to God in Christ. And that will look, I, I can see how that can look some type of way to certain people. Um, and Paul was like, look, as long as God is commending us, right? It's not other people that have to always commend us or we commend ourselves. But if God is applauding for us and God is clapping for us and God is rooting you on, Paul's like, that's the part that counts. That is the part that counts. So it's not always easy when God assigns us to do certain things. Some of our assignments are going to be more challenging than others. But when you've done it enough, you know, okay, this comes with your territory, with what God has assigned you to do, not to tear down, but to build up but also to advance his kingdom in this earth. Knowing that we can't do everything, right? We're not supposed to. <laughs> That's why we are the body of Christ. And you've got other people doing amazing things out here. Looking at Paul's time, there's other people doing some amazing things. We don't compare ourselves. We are not the standard. Christ is, okay? Um... And always examining ourselves, right? We're not and embracing that part of saying, you know what? I know where I can go. <laughs> Understanding that part about you. If you're, cause I, I had a conversation with somebody and I was like, look, they had a quicker temper. So if someone came up to them, they're like, look, mm -mm, nope, don't come for me like that. And they were aware of themselves, right? And I said, well, that's half the power. Think about it. You're aware of, you know, what may push your buttons or what you may react to. So that's the part to me that, okay, God help me with this part. And he does. Trust me, the Holy Spirit will help you. He will give you that strength. And when it's all said and done, you're like, nothing but God. <laughs> nothing but God. Get No one but God gets the glory from this. And nothing but God has helped me with this. And you will know when it's God. You will know when it's God. And other people will know when it's God. That is the beautiful part. It's not always the easiest part, but it's the beautiful part. Okay?
So if God is applauding and God is commending you, God is clapping, he's charged you, and you know that you know, okay, this is what God has given me to do, stay focused. Continue to trust him to do the hard things. And because if you do, I'm going back to Joshua, because like I said, two different men, two different times, but the same God. The same God. God not only promised Joshua success and to be prosperous, we're not talking about just money or fame or any of that. God's like, I will take care of you, right? I will be with you. And it's so true. He said, wherever you go, wherever God calls us to, it's going to look great. I keep going. I keep going back to that. You're going to look some type of way because, like, God wouldn't call her to do that. God wouldn't call him to go into that place. God wouldn't call her to go into that place. But he does. And he doesn't let you get caught off guard. Follow his instructions. Trust God to do the hard thing. Why? Because the end result is, hopefully, God is glorified. That when people see your life, this is the hope. It's not just about the preached word or the spoken word, like Paul said. And you're talking about Paul. It's living it. Right? And practicing it. That people shall see, wait, no, that's real. That's real. And the part that I can see is where instead of comparing it, they'd be like, you know what? I want to do that. Or I want what she has. Not in a jealous way. Or I want what he has. Not in a jealous way. But it's like, Lord, I want that too. The glory of God. The Holy Spirit. Um, that relationship with God. Walk with them, God. Teach them, God. And you want to see people doing it. You want to see people doing great things for God. You want to see them succeed and prosper. That's been my heart. I am that person. I get excited when I see other people blessed. I get excited when I see other people doing big things. I get excited to do their thing. They're doing them. I get excited. I love it. I love that. I love that. Mm. So, anywho, this is just my little encouraging word today. A little bit longer than normal, but again, trust God. Don't back down. Don't apologize. And there's a lot of times you don't have to give a response. Continue to do what God told you to do and assigned you to do for his glory. No matter the time frame, no matter where you are, wherever God's called, he'll keep you there. Wherever he's called you to, he'll keep you there. No, even, even when you may appear some type of way to some other people, continue stay the course. Continue to do what God told you to do. Because in the end, He works it out. We don't wrestle, we don't tussle, we don't go back and forth, but we come up against certain things in the spiritual realm and our thought process and in our hearts to go after that for God's glory. So, again, I hope this all made sense. I hope you guys are encouraged by this I was going to say simple word today. Um, just know that there's nothing new under the sun. But I really hope that you guys are doing well because of the climate of what's going on. And I really hope that I've said something to encourage your hearts and your minds or to even give a reminder to some people. Um, please like, subscribe and share. Uh, and until next time, 
Have a blessed and wonderful day, you all.